Hello and welcome to the Emperor's New Podcast, where we cover every corner of the Emperor's New Groove franchise. I'm your host, Michael Hirsch, and today I am once again joined by Andrew Reyes. Hello. Diego LaCamara. Hello. And Scott Sandler. I am back on the new school grind. And for the first time on the podcast, please welcome Taylor Duncan. What is up, internet land? And today we'll be discussing season one, episode 11 of the Emperor's New School, Fortune Cookie Day slash Gold Fools. So, um, a little secret. Uh, I wasn't recording until just now, and I thought I should tell you so that if things, things seem awkward, you will understand why. So, <laughs> I'm, we're going back and doing this all. It's kind of like what happened with Chandler's podcast, but I didn't delete it. I just didn't record it. So, anyway, <laughs> so the pr- premise of this first segment is... It's food from faraway land day at the school and Cusco learns about fortune cookies and Yzma and Kronk are making the fortunes come true and their plan is they're going to use the well fortune to convince Cusco to hand over the empire to Yzma. Yeah, it's an exotic food from faraway day. And- so, so what food does the fortune cookies represent? California? Yeah. yeah. Not Chinese. Well, apparently it's, it's the most prototypical state is actually from Japan. Hmm. Oh, interesting. I never heard of that. To their credit, they never explicitly state that it's Chinese. Yeah, they never explicitly, <laughs> they explicitly, but they do mention um, Boston baked beans. And they, they do put uh, Mudka in the uh, outfit. Yeah, they put Mata, the waitress, the waitress mm-hmm. from the movie who's the lunch lady at the school, which I think is clever. Or I'm assuming it's a lunch lady Doris, Dor- like maybe maybe it's like how uh, lunch lady Dora is a uh, well reuses Doris's model, but uh, no, it's the, it's the same character. Yeah, in the movie, yeah. they meant like they mention her name and stuff, mm. um, and obviously it's it's, but it is I believe. Uh, oh no, lady- I'm, I'm saying like her sister or something who looks just like her. Yeah, lunch. Not lunch- working the hot. Lunch Lady Doris and Mata um, are both voiced by the same lady, um, I believe. <laughs> Patty Deutsch, I believe, who is uh, the late Patty Deutsch. Um, oh, yep. Yeah. Like, okay, so when, when Cusco first, like, you know, comes across, like, fortune cookies, uh, <laughs> like, accidentally eating the paper inside of yeah. it, of course, like, of, like, like, like any... Ew, what cookie has a paper center? Yeah. Uh, and his fortune, his first fortune is um, that uh, some uh, handsome hero will sweep you off your feet or something. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Kronk is the one that kind of comes Obviously. to his rescue for uh, something. And um, uh, actually, like, uh, Cusco... The machine fell down. Right. Oh, yeah, right. Actually, Cusco, uh, like, says to Molina, do I look like a damsel in distress? Yeah. And yes. just Yes, you do. <laughs> it's like yeah don't answer that <laughs> um and well, everyone calls him a disney princess that scene you mentioned where he first bites into the cookie and there's you can find that um recording of that on youtube and unlike in the movie where you know every it was all everyone was done separate at least for that scene jp manu and jessica DeChico were in the same uh, the voice of molina were in the same uh st- studio recording oh together. interesting Hmm. <laughs> um, That's nice. So, yeah, Cusco starts believing the fortunes because Isma and Gronk are making them come true, and Isma has to give us exposition, like we couldn't have figured it out on our own what was going on. 
<laughs> Actually, specifically, like, uh, I think I think it was before Yzma and Kronk started kind of manipulating the fortune cookies or whatever. But, um, like, slowly getting Cusco to believing the fortune cookies uh, was through this, like, one montage and whatever. And at the end of that montage, Cusco's in the shower and he's looking down and he does the the Peter Parker Spider-Man Spider-Man thing where he just looks down and he says like, you know, big changes or something. I was like going to bring that up. Like, did they, did the writers just, just make a subtle puberty joke? Yeah. I don't know. Cusco's 18, supposed to be like 18. So. Oh, and, oh. <laughs> um, but mentally, is he really that? Yeah, I don't, well, yeah, but I don't think, I don't know that mentally and. And Cusco, are, um, Cusco, uh, talks to Kronk and saying like they've over the years and I'm like um how long has Kronk been around yeah that because in the movie yeah yeah didn't he model in terms of like um uh head he's basically profiling Kronk like he's um observing him for the first time I think it's been a couple years uh, like a year or two and Cusco just says over the years because that's the way he talks yeah <laughs> Or maybe he just doesn't know how years work, and that's why they had to send him to school. Yeah, yeah. The point is, he, he references the fact that he's told Kronk before, no touching. Um, which is like no the first touchy. the first time he says no touchy, it's to Kronk um, in the movie. So yeah, it was a reference to that, but his language, the way he used his language was just like him being either, either he doesn't know how years work or he was just being a snarky. By the way, speaking of Kronk, uh, one thing I got to uh, – he's – this man has so many hidden depths. Yeah. He would be perfect for the gig economy nowadays, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you, you just spend one day cooking at Mudka's Meat Hut, and you spend the next day uh, editing uh, scripts because he does give suggestions on uh, Yzma's last fortune. Yeah. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. starting. I'm starting to believe that uh, Kronk is just all the Stan Lee cameos at this point because <laughs> Stan Lee does so many different things in his cameos. Yeah. Is Kronk? Um, uh, he also um, is an, a ta- very talented artist, um, as revealed in a, a couple episodes from now. Um, he and Bert from Mary Poppins are the millennial icons of Disney. Let me tell you. Yeah, he, he's a <laughs> yes. man of like and like. So the Mudkas in the TV show and the Mudkas in the movie are like different locations. If there's like a downtown one or something. Oh. And I'm wondering, does Kronk work at them both? Yes. Like, does he go back and forth? <laughs> he, he's probably, they probably had to build a, um, a closer location because the one in the movie is so far out of the way. Yeah, the one in the movie is like in the middle of the jungle or something. He's just using a time turner to be in both at once. But he does like well. There is an episode where he gives Cusco what's basically the, this universe is equivalent to a time turner, but he ends up breaking it. Um, uh-huh. Of course. And next, uh, don't show, worry. And next week there's gonna be a TARDIS or something. It, this show really, by the second season, really just went all over the place with the premises. Um, like I don't think anyone expected there to be like a time travel. Emperor's new roof. <laughs> you, 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 you got to do at least one time travel episode. I mean, yeah. that's standard. I know. Once. I mean, yeah, if you have like supernatural or um, there's not really like an explanation of where the where the um, line is between like magic and science and technology in this universe. <laughs> 
that's getting off topic. There is no, yeah, yeah. there is yeah. no potion in this episode, which I think this is like one of the first ones where there's absolutely, to my knowledge, no and it, it, both of the women, but both of the ally women are the reasonable ones in the episode. Yeah. Chicha and Molina, voices of reason for eternity. Yep. Yeah. And I, uh, the conversation between Cusco and Chicha is my favorite part of the episode. Yeah, there's a conversation between Cusco and Chicha where he explains that fortunes are coming true and she says, you seem gullible. And he's like, that means I'm lovable, right? And then she responds in, you know, a Wendy Malick voice, sarcastic <laughs> voice, obviously. Yes, it's adorable that our emperor is taking orders from fortune cookies. And then he's like, oh no, I don't take orders from anyone or anything. And then Cookie, you know, that cronk through through the window, hits him on the head, he opens it up and says, you will go to bed. Good night. <laughs> and this is why they had to send him to school. And then, yeah, and then she just yes. like, that's not even a fortune. <laughs> yeah, and and but and also like, clarify, Kronk does not throw this fortune cookie through the window. Catapult it. Catapult like using this like, miniature uh, wooden constructed catapult. Like, <laughs> yeah, I have to assume he built that himself, right? Yeah, either he built it or Isma did. I'm not sure which. And 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 he has to like as he's sneaking around the house, he's just gotta he's gotta have music. his theme music, you know. <laughs> it's like different every single time. <laughs> I don't think he. I don't. Well, when they originally did the theme music in the movie, and I've talked about this before, Disney made him sign over the rights to it. <laughs> but I don't Wait. know if if he even remembers what the, what he, cause it was all improvised. So every single time he does it in a TV series, I think it's a different, he's completely improvising a brand new um, theme song. So it's good on Patrick Warburton for that. Um. <laughs> so wait, the theme music that he does in the original Emperor's New Groove is like owned by Disney. Like that's, that's like. Yeah, they made him sign, o- uh, sign over all the rights to the mu- theme music he, um, hum, didn't uh-huh. which can I, I just say what is even the point of that if they're not going to put it on the soundtrack album right <laughs> I don't know it's not I, I mean I, I don't have the soundtrack but I've looked at the lists and the, you know, all the, the music of my own on there it should except, be I mean except the theme song and chop away at my heart yeah the, I like the sorry um I love that uh in the uh the the, the soundtrack and of the emperor's new groove you got a lot of uh, the uh, deleted uh, songs yeah. uh, uh, by Sting or sung by other people, but they're written by Sting. And most of, like, the only one I can think of that isn't at least partially sung by Sting is um, Isma's song. But so, that's a different conversation. It, yeah. Yeah. Was, so anyways, so there were, later on, there was a Phineas and Ferb episode and... Uh, Star Wars The Force of Evil episode with this exact basic, except for they didn't have a villain, you know, making the fortunes come true, but it was someone who was gullible enough to believe that the fortunes and the fortune cookie were real. It's all insular production at Disney Television. And I think some, I think in like, at least in a, there might have been a villain making it happen in the Star one. I know in the other one, it was just like coincidences made things happen and Candace started believing her fortune cookies or something. I haven't seen these episodes in a long time. I just know when they for both of them first came out uh, this episode of the emperor's new school was the first thing um i thought of um so uh does anyone have anything else to say about this first segment well uh, we, haven't, we haven't talked about the ending have we no we haven't talked about the ending i we should talk about the ending like cusco like just will not 
no matter how much evidence is placed in front of him, will not believe that this thing that seems like so obvious because they've been trying to get rid of him for so long, and now he's he has a fortune. He's basically being led along like he's in Q, he's on QAnon. Yeah, this fortune comes along and tells <laughs> oh, him he will give Yzma yeah. the throne, and he doesn't think it. And it's like you will give Yzma the throne, or we'll be turned into a hairless sloth. Although he thinks, he thinks sloths are fast. Although clever, clever move by Melina to uh, reframe uh, Yzma's memo to Kronk as another fortune. Yeah, it's a clever move. Uh, doesn't work because Cusco's uh, gullible. Um, so kind of I, interesting. At that point, I think uh, it just crosses over into him being stubborn. Yeah, and, and the yeah. reason why Cusco um, believes in the end a, and is so fearful of turning into a hairless sloth isn't just the appearance stuff, but it's not going to, like, there's no potion. He thinks it's going to be some th- through some permanent divine means. Yeah, he thinks the cookie's going to, like, the cookie gods are going <laughs> to are gonna strike him with <laughs> their llama strike, or their hairless sloth. Sorry, llama on the brain. Um, I'm sorry, cookie gods. I'm sorry. That's just... <laughs> You know, if this was being animated, which I don't, I have a general rule that I don't animate this because I don't want to seem self-indulgent, but that, that would be a funny, fun thing to animate, Cookie Gods. Um, (laughs) Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Anyways. um, It's like a trailer for the podcast. uh, If you feel there's a moment that really, really deserves it, then do it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, Back to me. No, back to the... uh, episode at hand anyways back to the match in the end it turns out that the that uh basically their version of daylight saving times happen and it was supposed to Cusco was supposed to turn mountain into harvest sloth. time yeah <laughs> mountain harvest time Cusco was supposed to turn into a sloth at like a few minutes to five and he shows up at what he thinks is a few minutes to five but then molina reveals because of the changing of hawks it's actually a few minutes to six so the deadline passed and he has not turned into a hairless sloth and I love that they all acknowledge that uh, daylight savings time is kind of horrible. <laughs> yeah, and and, and Yzma has a VCR, um, and that kind yeah. of dates this. But also, I think even if it came out now, Yzma would still have a VCR because she's. And, and once again, the day saving time. Yeah, Yzma would he's, like Yzma probably has like vinyl still, or they, they bring that back sometimes. Uh-huh. It's just. It's interesting because, like, this show was what 2006, 2007, yeah, and um, the, 2008, and, and 2008, and uh, it was pretty much like the start of like the death of VHS and VCRs, yeah. and yeah, 2006 uh, was uh, when Cars came out, and that was the very last uh, Disney movie to be released on VHS, and <laughs> the first one uh, of referencing uh, when they mentioned this on Escape from Vault Disney. Uh, the Wild was the first one to be re- uh, to not have a VHS release. Yeah. So a great start. So I <laughs> I don't know when this was produced, but I could see it going either way that they either that while it was being produced they didn't have the foresight though it was so close I don't know didn't have to see that VCRs were going out or they knew VCRs were going out and that was a joke I'm not sure which direction it works either way yeah yeah so gotta say I didn't. I, I thought the ending was a bit rushed to this one. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, f- I, feel, I feel like there could have been more of a resolution. Like, uh, like they, they, they get 
Kuzco to believe that he's not a hairless sloth, and then it just cuts to Isma smashing a clock, and then yeah. that's the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Like to me, I personally thought this was kind of an uneventful episode compared to the next one that we're about to talk about. Yeah. Um, I agree. Also, this is irrelevant to what we were just discussing, but Cusco, this is the second time that Cusco has mentioned sloths being fast. The second time. Oh, wow. Yeah. There, there was an episode, uh, uh, the, the episode I did the um, two of the hosts of Channel KRT came on um, to talk about the first segment. He comes up with a story to explain why he wasn't in the ship that blew up. That really sounds weird out of context. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> That does. I think I remember that actually, because I have been watching the show. Um, but so, uh. and he says he was attacked by sloths. And he's like, you know, those things are really fast. Say it with me, everyone. <laughs> and that's why they had to had send to him see. to school. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying. Clearly, well, I mean, it hadn't come out yet. So, of course, he couldn't have seen it. Clearly, Cusco <laughs> didn't travel through time and watch Zootopia. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But yeah. So, so do we want to move on to the second segment? Yeah. The second segment, <laughs> Gold Fools, which is a spin on Fool's Gold, obviously. Um, <laughs> basic <laughs> premise is it begins with a sort of lecture presentation on what are basically the Cusconian Empire's equivalent to leprechauns, the Shwakas, or if you find one. Or Shukaka, as Cusco refuses Shukaka. to stop calling them. Yeah. Yeah, um, Cusco keeps calling them Shakukas or something. And if you catch one, they're supposedly, according to legend, going to give you uh, their gold. And so Cusco wants a cart cycle, and he tries doing chores to earn money, but he's not good at doing chores because he's Cusco. Um, so he yeah. decides he's going to... Uh, Gotta give special mention to the joke about the llamas picking the yeah. lock. Yeah, Cusco... Like... Chicha mentions them losing some llamas, and Cusco says the llamas picked the lock, but then we find out they didn't. But you could see. Of course, yeah, of course, he just left the gate open because he's Cusco, but in he's this just too lazy. Going Not, he has literally no money coming in. There's there's no. Um, yeah, the royal fund is cut off from the royal like funds. The poorest in the entire kingdom because he's cut off. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and I also love. Uh, I also love the line that, like, when um, uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, when when Cusco or Chicha is telling Cusco to like, you know, clean the toilet or whatever, Cusco is like, "You want me to touch that on purpose?" Yeah, <laughs> I just the thought that was funny. Really and he's yep. been he's been living with um, he, it so shows that Kuzco walks through life with, with ignorance because he's been living with Pacha's family for so long and hasn't once noticed them doing chores. Yeah. <laughs> so... Like, he couldn't even notice it. One, I mean, maybe he asked he, one day he, and then He forgot, mistakes but, the word chore for chair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this is why they had to send him send to him school. Send him to school. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, so then he clearly sits on chores. Yeah. He never does them. Yeah, he does sit. He sits yeah, and <laughs> yes. lies down on the That's job. a brilliant way of saying that, of, of taking it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, so 
they tried dressing up as food. They tried putting out food for the Shwaka to catch, and Bucky ends up eating it all, and then he's fat. Um, or, you know, he has a little belly. Um, Very Tasmanian devil in that moment, by the way. <laughs> yeah. He spins around real fast and runs through the food real fast. I apologize to headphone users. Before that, Cusco goes to Kronk uh, to see if he has any information on where to find a Shuaka. And, and he knew this guy who knew this guy who knew this guy. Who knew this guy's cousin. <laughs> who knew this guy who knew this guy who knew this guy. And Kronk mentions Guiana. So adding to the list of anachronisms, uh, apparently Guiana existed before Spanish colonization. Yeah, my explanation for, for like all the anachronisms is because there's no fourth wall, I don't think. Obviously, it's a cartoon, so it doesn't really matter. Um, it's just but, a movie. We should really just relax. Yeah, but like... Like, there's no fourth wall on the show, so they know, so they can do whatever they want, basically. Yeah. And, app- and apparently their next step after that was to just dress up as the yeah, food. Yeah, they just dress up as food, but, and Kronk's upset because he wanted her to be the pizza, and Cusco was the pizza. Yeah, pizza they also because that's, that's all that... That's all that dumb six to eleven year olds can relate to is pizza and burgers. Yeah. Yes, pizza. You know, not even a freaking taco. Nope. Apparently not. I guess. Um, there are only two of them. I do. I do love that they uh, lampshade how little they thought into the plan. Yeah, yeah. They just were like, "Why are we doing this again?" <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, um, so Kronk suggests they ask Belina for help. I think that's what happens because Belina gave a presentation that they ignored. Cusco's afraid too because she gets uh, can get real bossy and she has the stare that plays the psycho strings when she's unhappy, um, which is like never. Her competitiveness comes back, but her like stare never comes back. So uh, it was just a one-time thing. Um, and I I think I can give a bit of uh, credit to the writers for showing some restraint. Yeah, because um, they could have made it made the equivalent more blatant by adding con to the end of the word and then have a reference for reference's sake of schwaka con yeah oh oh um yeah uh i think the schwaka is a reference (laughs) schwaka is like just it sounds similar to huaka which is like a either a mountain spirit or a sacred item in inca mythology but schwakas themselves are made up um for the show as far as i know i can um, you know what i could just imagine at least one writer was probably like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna i'm gonna put that schwaka con in i'm gonna do it but then you know him. they're just like actually like no it's too good <laughs> but oh my god um and then so eventually they go to the sun gate uh which there are sun gates in peru but i don't but there's not like little men that live at them. They're like uh, portals to other dimensions or something. Oh, um, <laughs> no, really. Uh, <laughs> so, and they find one named Gizo, and he's voiced by Maurice Lamarche. That's who's, who voices him. He, that's why he sounded familiar to me. Yes. Um, and so Maurice Lamarche says, is like, uh, Gizo is like, okay, I'll give you my gold if you, you have to be tested for, you know, purity and, they could have gone in the direction that, that Gravity Falls did, and they didn't. I guess they didn't think of, you know, where, like, the Gravity Falls episode where it turns out, they sort of do it, but, like, they where it turns out, like, pure of heart is, like, relative. Mm. Anyways, 
so they have to do all these things. They have to climb down, which uh, Kronk does his theme music again. We're yes. Again. Climb down. It's like slightly again, different like, theme. Collect yeah. spring water from the spring. And I love, uh, like uh, Cusco is saying, you know, tap water is not that different from spring water. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know too much about differences between water to figure that out. It feels like it's but... filtered or something filtered fluorinated or something yeah no <laughs> uh, it wouldn't be chlorinated no not chlorinated fluoridated right yeah i said fluorinated yeah <laughs> oh god why, why would you want to drink chlorinated water because it's blue and water <laughs> is blue so that obviously means it's better <laughs> the spirit of purity <laughs> um so, and then mm. so i was like yeah spirit's gonna show up in it and um once they're done with this and decide if you can give them their gold. So they also take like these pure relics in a bunch of bags that who's possessed now. Um and there's they one other thing they do right like there's one yeah they build a have to build a gazebo and at first Cusco thinks it's a gazelle because you know <laughs> this is why we had to send him to school. Um <laughs> and then he's like I'd rather I'd rather build the a wooden the gazelle. <laughs> so yeah. why aren't they shipping I mean, out any meat cubes of purity? Yeah. Yeah. And so at the end, uh, it turns out they were doing chores, basically. Yeah, um, there's just a bunch of it trash all ties together to the you know the whole story. It's all connected. Uh, oh yeah, it's all come together. Um, <laughs> and the, but so basically, before this, I should mention because I it was something I put in my notes. Um, the spirit comes out, and it's obviously you know everyone can tell it's obviously Gizo in a sheet, and. He's Maurice Lamarck when he's being the spirit. First off, he does he does the character's normal voice, but then he goes deep, and it's clearly he's doing the Morbo voice, um, <laughs> like, "Oh, you're not pure enough. I can't do the Morbo voice. Um, <laughs> no, I will destroy you." He doesn't say that, but that's that's the the same voice. Um, I am lure of the planet Omicron Percy. I, I know. I, yeah, he basically <laughs> does that voice. Um, and then it yeah. turns out he doesn't want to give anyone his gold. And they, the whole thing is they've been tricking people for like centuries to do their chores, which is kind of a dick thing, uh, even if like... That's you know, very much a dick thing. <laughs> yeah, so Cusco decides um, he's going to do chores for Chicha because Chicha will actually pay him. Uh, can, can we talk about earlier, like Cusco breaks all the dishes, even even the ones... Even the ones that aren't, uh, that are that are actually that aren't clean. Missing. Yeah. Um, so in the end, that's basically the story. The I mean, it, it is may, maybe the whole, maybe the whole piece broke. Yeah. So in the end, basically, like I said, Cusco does, it decides if he d- keeps doing chores for Chicha, he could buy a cart cycle in three years or longer. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's not even being asked like, to change diapers. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that segment. Um, that's ki- that's a uh, quite an en- <laughs> it's quite an ending. I I wonder if I if I because I don't think I've seen this episode as a kid, but if I did see this episode, I kind of wonder how much more motivated I would be back then to doing my chores because like or to actually like go out and make money earlier. <laughs> it, it definitely does feel like the more complete of the two. Yeah, in a sense. Yeah. yeah. And- so the reason, and I said this before the not recorded recording, um, 
that this episode makes me nervous is Melina is not the best in this episode and she's my favorite character in the show. I mean, she's not like the nicest person in this episode. They don't give her a lot to do, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say she's the worst necessarily. She I mean, it's it's just a bit of like I mean, I mean, obviously, it wouldn't be interesting if she was perfect. So, like, oh, no. like, her biggest flaw really is that she gets competitive about the purity test, yeah. and that's that's it's not that horrible, honestly. Yeah, I I don't I just yeah, they were worry about being judged all the time. So I don't know. If that was like a. It certainly were they certainly weren't harmful episodes. Yeah, no, like the the this harmless like just like they kind of hammered it in a little bit more like later on her competitiveness comes back but i feel like they fleshed it they like figured out a good a better like balance also can we can we talk about that mid-credit scene that was basically just them gag dubbing their own scene that that's a lot that's most <laughs> of the time actually including like i don't uh, remember <laughs> the the kids underwater when when one of them was taken by the shark yeah like what that was in a different episode though like what what were they doing in this episode during the credits uh Bisco picked up another fortune cookie oh that yeah said he, that he picks he, up another fortune which is a reference to the first segment yeah yeah it yeah they, they basically gagged up their own scene because it's it's basically a retelling of a scene from the actual episode using presumably the same animation but with just new voice lanes lines even down to the point where they both end with Kusil going, Isma, like, like they, yeah, they, they, they had to use that clip, so they might as well just tie it in with well, a dumb almost joke. Almost all and... of the, uh, in the first season, almost all of the credit stuff is reusing animation. Yep, right. and including uh, Kuzco for a day was, I mean, Peasant for a day was just, use, just, just the alarm. still shot of the sundial. Yeah, it was just an alarm sundial while a new, well, uh, the in credits, Kuzco singing about the in credits play. In the second season, they got a bit it's a bit credits, more. It's the end credits. They got a bit more of a, a budget, um, so there's more uh, new animation, a little bit in the second season. Yeah, it's mm. funny. Uh, Phineas and Ferb kind of did the reverse. Interesting. Um, yeah, I, I, huh. I just I just felt I, I just felt the need to bring it up because I I just thought it was hilarious that they were gag dubbing their own scene. Yeah. Just t- taking the work away from every everyone on you, every wise guy on YouTube who thinks he's gonna make an abridged series of this show. Like, jokes <laughs> on you, we did it first. Yeah, well, like yeah. In uh, there's one episode where like, so there's the Red Eye Tree Frog Man episode where it's like a, a outtake, and it's just this clip from previously, this clip from earlier in the episode where he was trying out bugs, but <laughs> but he's commenting on how they taste in the like. Mm, ugh, this one tastes like a dirty sock or something. And then at the end, he's like, mm, maybe this one will have, maybe it's an acquired taste. And then he tries the third one. He's like, oh no, yucky as ever, yucky as ever. I kind of noticed, uh, I, I kind of realized now there was a uh, quite a bit <sighs> of animated shows on Disney Channel that were doing that like sort of gag dubbing their own scene sort of thing. Like I, I'm just thinking of American Dragon Jake Long, uh, at least yeah. in the second season, they were doing that. Yeah, yeah, um, lots of recap stuff. Yeah, yeah, so. a lot of shows. I um, Phineas and then Ferb would like Impossible. At least had bonus scenes in theirs. Yeah, Phineas ah. and Ferb would like 
just use the song from one of the segments. Although um, early on, like, uh, It's About Time had the fossils. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I like it. Like, I think and, that having the... Uh, when, when the... Um, I think it's either iRobot or the Body Switch episode where yeah. the picture goes, um, gets scanned by the machine. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So it wasn't, I, I think, I think early on it was a better mix of new scene and, or I mean, new scene or they song. Verb, like, they or made a lot new of that scene episode. or replayed song. Yeah, they made a but lot of But by the episode. end, it was all replayed song. Yeah, like they made a lot of episodes with Phineas and Ferb, so I could see why they eventually resorted to, um, you know, it was like five seasons. A song highlight. Yeah. So they just like, here's the song again. Like, you liked it before, and now we'll hear it again. Um, it's like an encore, I guess, basically. Although, at, at least um, the robot rodeo one was what into was actually in Izzy's Got the Frizzies, which was yeah. not played in the episode yet. Yeah. So, um, uh, let's see, what else is there to talk about? I think I talked about everything on my notes. Um, does anyone else have anything uh, from this oh. segment they wish to discuss? Well, from previous segment, uh, they should have, uh, from previous segment, yeah. for the exotic foods, they should have had Filipino food, but they didn't, and I'm offended. <laughs> so, <laughs> there. <laughs> um, yeah. They had Spanish rice, which again... <laughs> Spanish rice, yes. Um, Which and probably could Boston. have been part of their. This would have. Um, well, if it's pre-colonization, maybe not. But yeah, it's yeah. supposed to be long ago, according to the move to the beginning of the movie. Very far, they, far they, away. They, they, they could have been at least trading with the Spanish by now. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, in my in my mind, this is a universe where like uh, the the conquistadors never showed up. Like there, there is a character that's like Spanish or has a Spanish accent, but he still looks like the, all the other characters. Um, He's a mole. But <laughs> yeah, it no, seems like it's no, going in that direction. And then he's just like, no, he's just like a foreign exchange student. No, see, the, see, Road to El Dorado already covered the conquistadores. Yeah. We, we, we don't have to go there in this. <laughs> no. No, in this universe, like, like I imagine like, what if the conquestors showed up and they got like home alone? <laughs> that would be perfect. <laughs> I was like, would that upset people? <laughs> no, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, anyways, anyone else have anything they wish to bring up? Uh, in terms of plugs or the uh, or in the episode, we'll get to plugs the episode, uh, yeah. after we're done. Oh, yeah. Um, Molina's Stare with the Psycho Strings. Or... Yeah. Molina Stare is the name of my Shakira cover band. <laughs> so have you ever... Um, so Disney, um, a little while ago, apparently released a book called Molina's Jam, and apparently it's about a porcupine and her jelly and not about Molina and the music she likes to listen to. And that disappointed mm. me. Very sad. Oh. <laughs> Molina's Jam. Wait a minute. Did it's they a... feature any bands in the Emperor's New School for her to stand? 
I don't. There's Dirk Brock. Oh, yeah. Um, who's Joey Lawrence? Um. <laughs> oh, what the heck? Yeah, I'm just now looking this up. Uh, Molina's Jam. Yeah, it's a children's book by like Disney Publishing about a porcupine or a hedgehog or something. Apparently, it was an artist showcase from yeah. Walt Disney Animation Studios. It's just I see the words Disney and Molina, <laughs> and it's not that. It's not this Molina. It's just. Yeah. It's a, was it porcupine? Or something, yeah. <laughs> Some hedgehog porcupine mutant it's a spiky or something. spiky mammal. Some spiky mammal. <laughs> and about, it's about her jam. And you know it's not her under a potion because it, it doesn't have her hair. It doesn't have her hair or her eyes. No, it's just <laughs> like a, no, it's just a completely unrelated story. Uh, oh, well. But it makes me kind of want to draw Melina like jamming out to something. Oh, I, th- I thought you were going to be, like, drawing Molina as a hedgehog or something. No, no there's an episode where she turns into a chinchilla and uh, this other character... Who, oh, close enough, yeah. <laughs> this other character gets turned into a porcupine. Guaca. <laughs> again, is another character this name has, that has Aka in the name. Um, Did you say Guaca? Yeah, Guaca. He's basically the psych- a psycho fan to Cusco. Uh, oh. Okay. Uh, a Cusco fanboy, like a person who like adores Cusco. Um, uh, the one on the planet. Well, you know, besides Cusco. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. Whew. So, does that wrap it up? Yeah. Overall, pretty. I'd I'd say uh, as as someone who hasn't watched much of Emperor's New School, I gotta say, pretty good episodes overall. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a good watch, honestly. I've been watching Emperor's New School, uh, and I've I've enjoyed it so far. This is a, uh, this is an okay episode, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've yeah. I've just been going along with the podcast, and sometimes I don't know when Disney Plus is like what the cutoff is for when it they decide to drop whatever you're like. Uh, sometimes it'll disappear from my continue watching. Right. Yeah. And I have it on my watch list. I, I've I've been um, I've been neglecting Netflix a bit lately, and a lot of the shows that I had haven't touched in a while. Yeah, they t- they watching. they disappear from the con- are, are still on your continue yep. watching. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. From Disney Plus. I yeah, think like they... I, I I watch. Um, an episode of uh, The Vampire Diaries. I was, was considering starting it. That show was that show's created by Kevin Williamson, right? The um, Scream guy. Oh, um, and I wouldn't also, be too think, surprised at that. But point. yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't continue it. I yeah. Um, but it's still been there. He's from, and... he's from here. I mean, where I am. I'm not like my house, but like this town. <laughs> He currently lives over there. Apparently, I don't know if he currently lives there, but that's where he was from. And that's, <laughs> I think he was heavily He's involved like, or created Dawson's Creek as well. Mm, he he, my, he seems to like the teen audience. That was shot a lot over here. Um, my, my five project shows currently for my, my Disney Plus watches are The Simpsons, uh, Marvel's Spider-Man, The Emperor's New School, The Muppet Show, and... Big Hero Six series. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. who's looking forward to uh, Escape from Vault Disney episode about the Emperor's New Groove? Ooh! Yes, looking forward to it. Ha- has not come out yet as of the recording of this episode. Yeah. We'll, mm-hmm. 
And man, no, that it, that treasure planet while treat was. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, does anyone have anything to plug? Yes, I do. Um, I would like to plug a Gravity Falls fan project Woo! hosted Ooh. by uh, Avery, not Avery. Uh, they need animators, voice actors, editors. To find out more information on how to join, please go to uh, on Twitter, uh, you know, the at aavery618 on Twitter and Avery, not Avery on YouTube. Oh, um, I'm an animator. Great. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I'll, um, I'll send um, a link to, you know, the chat. Um, and uh, yeah, we, you know, it'd be great to join. I'm a pilot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, I have officially started my own podcast called The Realm of Immersion. You nice. can currently find that on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever else. Uh, currently, I have two episodes where we, me and my friends talk about Beauty and the Beast and X-Men Dark Phoenix. Uh, and there'll be more episodes very soon. Uh, and you can follow that Twitter at Realm Immersion for updates on stuff and when I release episodes. Uh, but you could also find me on YouTube and my video content about theme parks and whatever at youtube.com slash Andrew Productions. And you could also follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at aproductions09. I'm on Twitter at the Nick Fan Club. My Instagram is scottsdale94. My, uh, I'm, I've appeared on a handful of episodes of this. Uh, previous episodes of this podcast and podcasts without a cool acronym, including with uh, me, uh, Micah and Andrew a, a few times already. And Indeed. My Pokemon Go friend code is 4735-3844-0493. And my referral code is M4CWJPXQB. Right. Uh just uh follow me on all the socials i am thespis 64 on uh twitter instagram tiktok and on youtube where i currently have a five-part vlog series of me visiting disney world back in fall of 2018 which i uh <laughs> i i don't I, I don't really hold in high regard nowadays but it's video content and i uh, <laughs> intend on making more of it in the near future so that's all i've got to plug that's my mindset. It's content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you can find me at Micah Hirsch on Twitter. I also make animated cartoons on YouTube through the channel Fireblast Studios. If you like my work and want to support me, you can pledge to the Fireblast Studios Patreon for early access to videos, behind-the-scenes footage, and more. What's his name?